Welcome, and thanks for checking out the Living Word Family Church Sermon Podcast. Before we get to the message, we'd like to invite you to check out Living Word Family Church if you don't already have a church home. For more information, you can check out our website at livingwordfamily.org. Hello, friends. Welcome to Wednesday night in the upper room. Trust you're all doing well and uh, staying quarantined, doing what you're supposed to be doing, but more than that, drawing close to the Lord. So what I was just thinking earlier, how thankful we should be, and even in this time, because uh, we still have a pretty good life here in America, even with all the problems we're having right now. So I'm thankful. I, I just was talking earlier with somebody that's saying, hey, uh, the underground church, the one in China right now, is being persecuted highly and greatly. The first church was all down through the history of time. We've been, uh, it's been unusual times and it's this is a time we need to draw close to the Lord and worship him and thank him give him praise and thanksgiving so I pray you're doing that and trusting him with your life amen so tonight I just want to talk to you a little bit and encourage you some a little uh, it's a passage of scripture I want to talk about tonight that's very familiar to most of you but it's um, it's Paul's writing from prison to the Ephesian church and he's talking about how to live and this part is uh, in Ephesians 5 and verse 15 through 21. It's talking about the believers called a spirit-filled living. Tonight's message is called uh, walking in w- wisely, walking in wisdom. And Paul is uh, in- instructing the church at Ephesus to walk in a wise way. Uh, he said over in uh, verse 1 of chapter 5, he said, Be imitators of God as dear children. And it goes on to say, and walk in love as Christ has also loved and given himself for us. So that's what we're supposed to do. But in verse 15, and uh, it begins like this. See that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time, because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. It um, goes on to say, and do not be drunk with wine, which is dissipation, but be filled with the Spirit speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord, giving thanks always for all things to God the Father in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, submitting to one another in the fear of the Lord or fear of God. Well, I'm going to talk to you about a little, go back and go through some of this tonight, and I want to mainly talk to you and read it from the, the Amplified Bible. And in verse 15, it says, See that you walk carefully, living life with honor, purpose, and courage. I mean, even though we're supposed to live this life uh, honoring God with a purpose. How many of you know you've all been called for a purpose? Every one of us has a purpose. God has a purpose for each of our lives here on, on this earth. And we're, we're to know our purpose. You know, many, many people go through their life and don't know their purpose. You know, I've heard stories about people that have had a pretty good life, but at the end of their life, they wondered what life was all about because they never had the Lord in their life. And it's also a time to be courageous because there's a lot of things going on that what we see in our nation that we certainly don't like and, and don't agree with a lot of it, but there's a time to be courageous and, and, and not, not being fearful in this day and this hour. Shunning, it goes on to say, shunning those who tolerate and enable evil. In other words, don't hang out with people that are, 
that are uh, uh, doing evil works, or and most of you wouldn't do that anyway, but if you're not careful, you'll be hanging out with people on TV or somebody that doesn't come, uh, that you don't know personally, but comes into your house quite frequently. And uh, so we shouldn't, we shouldn't tolerate any of that. Anyone is doing evil or being around evil. And then it says, not unwise, but be wise, sensible, intelligent, discerning people. That's how we should walk our life or live our life, is, is to live in a way that God has ordained us to live. You know, he's, he, his word has given us so many things to, that we should follow after. He says, the word is so important today. If, I hope you're in the word more than you've ever been. With, with this time that you have, uh, many of you are home and maybe working from home or been laid off and, and different things, but have more time to be in the Word than ever. So this is a great time to be in the Word because the Word will last forever. The Bible says heaven and earth will pass away, but my Word will never pass away is what the Lord says. So it's important, but be sensible. Don't, don't be rebellious about all the things that are happening. Be sensible about where you go, what you do, Use some intelligence. Don't be, don't be saying, uh, throwing uh, fate to the wind and saying, I'll go whatever, do whatever I want. No, be discerning. No, uh, be discerning is, is, a, is a good thing today because there are so many things happening and so many voices in the earth today that we have to discern what is, what is truth and what is not truth, what to do and what not to do. You know, it, that's, uh, that's why it's important to know the word. The word, my word is truth. Thy word is truth, he said in his word. But we're, we're to be wise, wise people, thinking, thoughtful, careful, caring, spiritually minded, and watching our steps. That's, that's the way we're supposed to be. So he says, redeeming the time. Redeeming the time. Walk carefully and accurately today. See that you walk carefully. Well, it's important. We can walk carefully without being fearful. <laughs> Some people uh, liken... Uh, uh, of being so uptight about what's happening today that they're actually fearful. We don't want to fall into that fear uh, mentality because fear, what's it do? It negates the faith that God has put into our heart. So it's important that we fight fear with faith. We begin to speak the word right in the midst of what's going on today so we can know what to do. Speak the word. As the centurion said to, to Jesus, speak the word only that my servant may be healed. What did he do? He wanted God to, or Jesus to speak the word. What should we be doing today? We should be redeeming the time, using our time wisely. Don't be, don't be going off and, and just doing whatever you want to do and then, and then hoping we get back to normal because we really don't know what normal in America is going to be. But we can pray and use the time to draw closer to the Lord in this day and this hour. It goes on to say, redeeming the time. Making the very most of your time on earth, recognizing and taking advantage of each opportunity and using it with wisdom and diligence because the days are filled with evil. Uh, you don't have to say amen to that. That's the truth. The days are filled with evil. But you know, ever since the fall of man, the days have been evil. There's been evil all around us. But it says making the most of your time on earth. I mean, you know, it's, our time on earth is short. Eternity is forever. But this life is very short. So we have to make every opportunity count. You know, 
for many of us, we got saved at a later in life, a little later in life. I was 29 years old. You've heard that story before. I often think that what I wasted between the first 29 years, I have to, I have to run to make up for. So I'm not in a hurry to, to uh, just sit back and let it all go. I'm, I'm, I'm wanting to see uh, my race run. Like Paul said, I've run my race and and have fulfilled my plan and purpose for my life. I hope you're feeling that way tonight. I hope you're encouraging yourself. Say, hey, I'm not too old for anything to serve God. I'm not too old to bless his name and praise him and use my time wisely. And, and here I'm on this earth for a short time. We don't know. If you live to be 100 years old, my friends, that's a very short time in the span of eternity. It really is. Recognizing and taking advantage of each opportunity. Whoa, opportunities abound, I'm telling you. Opportunities abound all around because people don't know what the outcome's gonna be. They don't know what's going on in this world today. And, and I'm not saying I know everything that goes on, but I know the one that can get us through this situation and through situations like this. And you do too. You know his name, his name is Jesus. And we have opportunities to share Jesus. I just heard from a, a person right here in the church the other day that that had an interview, and right during that interview, the person said to them, said, you know, uh, they were so concerned about people dying. And, and, the, and this, this man said, he goes to their church, he's Mike Dilley, he, you know him, he, he, he has a way of witnessing, but he told this young girl that was interviewing him, he said, well, people dying all the time. And he told her, someday you're gonna die. And I'm going to die. But the difference is I'm going to know where I'm going. And then he was able to, the opportunity opened up to share the gospel. How many of you know it doesn't take very much sometimes to share the gospel? It just takes a little intro. And you can ask the Holy Spirit to help you. And it's use wisdom and, and diligence to be because the days are filled with evil. How many of you know people are looking for something different? They're looking for uh, uh, a way Let's put it this way. They're looking for a way out of their troubles. They're looking for something that can give them peace and joy in the midst of all that's going on today. So we, we redeem the time. We take and make the most of our time here on earth. When we get to heaven someday, we're going to be rewarded accordingly what we've done here. Our time will be over down here. And, and so it's important that we take every moment and say, Lord, what is it you would have me to do? Give me, don't let me bypass opportunities. And then when you do, just ask him to forgive you and get back on the horse, so to speak, and get, get to going again. It means to live righteously and godly. Witness and share. Stand or set an example. I mean, you know, we, we, people are looking at us all the time. Wherever you go, you're being looked at upon. Sometimes the people know you, sometimes they don't. But are you setting an example for your family? Are you setting an example for your church family? Listen, uh, don't be wishy-washy. Be solid and sound. Uh, I think about uh, many times uh, uh, being a, an example to somebody can change somebody else's life. And so you can do that by, well, like we say, <laughs> preach the gospel and sometimes use words well we're supposed to use the words obviously but our life has a lot to do with it how we live our life has an important uh, example to other people be faithful to God and family I mean you know it's important to be faithful today God's always been faithful to us so we should be faithful to him speaking up for Christ wow 
Speaking up for Christ, isn't that important today? Oh my goodness, speaking up for Christ. There's opportunity to witness, opportunity to witness and, and uh, speak up, love, minister, to pray, to give, will pass sooner than you know. We'll leave this earth. So do it now, capitalize on every opportunity. Take every opportunity to share the gospel, to be a friend, to be, be somebody that people can look to. Then in verse 17, it says, don't be foolish and thought, thoughtless, but understand and fully grasp what the will of the Lord is. Wow, how many of you know people go sometimes go through life and I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing. You know, if you read this book, it'll give you instructions what the will of the Lord is. Over in Romans 12, 2, it says, Be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may know the perfect will of God, what he has for you. So what do we do with this time? We begin to renew our mind. Listen, he has a plan and a purpose for each one of us. He has a destiny laid out before the foundations of the earth that, that, that for our time here, but we got to know what the will of the Lord is. Over in Colossians 1.9, it says that we may be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding, may walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing him, being faithful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of the Lord. Right there is the will of God for you and me. Amen. What's, what else is the will of God? The will of God that we walk in, uh, in health and abundance and and, and uh, promises that he's provided. This also means the will of God is that we're, we have a great commission. You say, well, I, that was for the pastors or that's for somebody else. No, the great commission is for all of us, that we go into all the world and preach the gospel and lay hands on the sick and cast out devils and, and do the things he's called us to do. That's the will of God for you and me, my brothers and sisters. I would, I would encourage you to uh, pray that Ephesians 1 prayer from verse 15 over to 21 every day. I heard that's the one that Brother Hagin prayed over himself uh, for six months. And then he told his wife, Aretha, he says, I don't know what I've been preaching for these last 12 years. I think it was like 12 years. But you know what? It can begin to renew your mind. It'll begin to give you knowledge and understanding. And listen, information, which a lot of us have, people get information to get saved, but with no revelation means no transformation. So we need revelation. And when you begin to pray that prayer in Ephesians 1, he'll begin to give you revelation of his will for your life. In verse 18, it says, do not get drunk with wine. <laughs> I found it interesting that uh, right in the middle of this, there's one city in, San Fran or in, in California, well, it's San Francisco, that uh, they're giving the drug addicts uh, alcohol and cigarettes because, and giving them a place to live, but trying to get them off of drugs. Well, we can get uh, uh, drunk. How many of you know you can get drunk? Wine could mean cares and worries and anxieties of the world. For this, it says, for this is wickedness and corruption, but be filled with the Holy Spirit and constantly guided by him. How many of you know the Holy Spirit will lead and guide you into all truth, show you things to come, but if you're drunk and overcome with the world, how many, it's not possible that you can hear and be led by the Spirit of God because he only fills the heart of those that allows him to. So it's important. The wine is the cares and the worries. You know, uh, a week, couple weeks ago, I talked about Philippians 4, uh, 3 and 4, actually, but 
4 says that we're not to be anxious for anything, but with prayer and supplication and thanksgiving, we give our requests known, make our requests known unto God, and the, the peace that passes, a God of peace, a God that passes, I'll get it right, it's only Wednesday night, <laughs> the peace that passes all understanding will guard our hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. So we're not to be drunk. Listen, friends, let's don't get drunk on wine and, and the things of the world. Let's get filled with the Spirit. It says, speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. Well, offering praise by singing and making melody with your heart to the Lord. Listen, I know we're not gathering together here right now. And, but you, you got people in your house that you could, you could, you could uh, encourage. And, and it says uh, psalms and hymns. Read psalms to one another. Speak hymns of one another. It says, always giving thanks to the Father in all things by, through the Lord Jesus Christ. A spirit-filled person has a singing and a, a joyful spirit. Ask yourself tonight, is your heart filled with joy and peace or is it filled with anxiety and worry and care? A spirit-filled person will lift their voices unto Unto the, praises of, unto the praises of God. That's what Paul and Silas did over in Acts chapter 16. You know the story. They were thrown in prison for doing something good. Man, I hope we don't come to that day here, but you know it very well could come to that. What are we going to do then? But you know, they were beaten and thrown in the lowest part of the prison, but yet at midnight, at their worst time, <laughs> I... I venture to say it might have been midnight as time but it was probably midnight hour the midnight hour where things had, hadn't gone right for them they sang hymns and psalms and praises and they gave praise unto God right in the midst of that it, isn't it amazing the one that wrote so much of the the New Testament his epistles was always talking about rejoicing and give God praise and thanksgiving and and be thankful isn't it and so he and Silas we're praising God at the midnight hour, and guess what happened? The, 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 the earth, there was an earthquake, and the, the prison doors were uh, uh, opened, and the prisoners all came out. And in the, in the course of that, the guard was going to take his own life, and Paul said, don't do that, and, and stopped him from doing that, went to his house and preached the gospel, and his family got saved. I'm telling you, if you begin to worship God right in the midst of your trouble, he'll make a way out for you. Amen? Amen. Psalm 95.1 says this, Oh, come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout joyfully to the rock of our salvation. Hallelujah. Sing joyfully to the rock of our salvation. Whatever you're going through tonight, my friends, begin to rejoice. Begin to praise God. Magnify him tonight. Give him glory and honor and thanksgiving. Thank him that, that, that you're, you're doing his will. Thank him that you know the will of God, that you've been saved and filled with the Holy Spirit and, and, and know the will of God for your life. What else does a spirit-filled uh, uh, believer have? Well, a thankful spirit. How many of you know it's, it's important to be thankful? Here's what Colossians 3.17 says. Whatever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus giving thanks to God the Father through him. Whatever you do, start giving thanks to God. Have a thankful heart. Thankfulness will open the door of blessing. It'll op throw open the door of blessing. If you, uh, a little 
uh, place to read is uh, Psalm 107. Oh, hallelujah. It, it, go back and read Psalm 107. I may just turn to that just for a second. I don't know my time. I forgot to put my, <laughs> I had, was going to put my cell phone on the timer, but I, if I run out of time, you'll just say goodbye now, right? <laughs> but in Psalm 107, listen to this. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endures forever. How many of you know, we, if we did, couldn't give any thanks for anything else, we can thank him for his mercy and his goodness and kindness for such a great salvation, for giving us his son, Jesus. Go and read this. The refrain is down through here. He's, it's a, a great psalm of the works of deliverance that our God has brought us through. Psalm 107, verse 8. Oh, that men would give thanks to the Lord for his goodness, for his wonderful works to the children of men. For he satisfies the longing soul and fills the hungry soul with goodness. You want your soul filled with his presence tonight? Begin to thank him and praise him. Begin to glorify his name. In, in, in 1 Thessalonians 5.18, it says, In everything, give thanks. So we're to do that. A thankful person, as I said, when you're thankful, you open the door of blessing. Third, a spirit-filled person has a submissive, respectful spirit. Not full of criticism, not, not uh, always uh, uh, um, putting things down, a negative spirit. You know, most people, I don't know about you, but I don't like to be around somebody that's always talking down. I, I fall into that category at times myself, and, and sometimes I just got to kind of slap myself, not really, but just kind of tell myself, don't do, be doing that. Because really, you fall into a trap there when you begin to be critical. You know, it hindered back in the Psalms, I think it was Psalm 78, they hindered the, the, uh, the Lord from working in their life because they were critical. So let's not be critical. Let's be, uh, let's be uh, uh, filled with his spirit. Uh, another thing a spirit-filled uh, person has in their spirit or respectful spirit is they're not, no selfishness. They're not selfish. How many of you know you can, people can be so selfish today thinking only what? About themselves. But we're here, we, we're to have interest in others. In this day and this hour, let, let's look out for one another. We're to love one another, care for one another, be uh, uh, um, willing to help one another. We're not to be envious of one another or jealous of one another. I mean, well, that's the way the world works. We're to have, <laughs> as we're, to, we're to love people, love God, love people, love others. And, and if you do that, God can reward you openly. But don't, don't, uh, don't have a, uh, a disrespectful spirit. Don't be disrespecting everything. It says over in Philippians 2, verse 3 and 4, Let nothing be done through selfish ambition or conceit, but in lowliness of mind let each esteem others better than themselves. How many of you know that's important? Not only for their own interests, it goes on to say, but also for the interest of others. That means thinking about others, helping others, encouraging one another. As this day we are living in is so, so self-centered and so, uh, so many people are self-centered and all about themselves. Let's don't be that way. Let's be what God said to be. Be kind, loving one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another. How I many of you know you might have somebody to forgive tonight? You know, forgiveness will put you in a life of bitterness. So it, it's really important that we have a life of forgiveness. But it goes on to say in, in uh, verse 21 of the, of the um, 
where was I? Back in Ephesians. Ephesians 5, 21, it, it says this. It says, well, first giving thanks, submitting to one another in the fear of, of God. In the Passion Translation, it says, out of your reverence for Christ, be supportive of each other in love. We love Christ because he first loved us, but now what are we supposed to do? We're supposed to love others as he has loved us. So we need to use our time wisely. How many of you know it's important to bless the Lord and, and fill our hearts with his word? To be ready to be an, uh, um, a help, an uh, ever-present help as he is in times of trouble. This is a troubled world, my friends. I pray that you would join us in our prayers for our nation, for our president, for our leaders, but also for those that are despitefully use us because the word says love your enemies and pray for those that despitefully use you. So we're to pray for each one. This day and this hour, over in Timothy, uh, Paul told Timothy in 1 Timothy 2, he says, he would have you pray for leaders, for kings, and all those in authority. And it, why? Well, there's a couple reasons. That we could lead a quiet and peaceable life, and that all men might come to know. When he says men, men and women, obviously, might come to know the Lord Jesus Christ. You know, that's... That, I believe more than anything, when Jesus came, he came preaching the kingdom of God, the kingdom of God, that we could escape this lost world and move into a kingdom that forever, uh, forever and ever. So the night, while you're listening to this message, while you're thinking about what, seek opportunities to witness, encourage, and bless others. Confessing the word over yourselves and your lives and other people. Praying. <laughs> praying for our nation, praying for our leaders, but praying that the will of God be done, praying for revival and, a, and an awakening around the world. I believe there's great things happening. Don't be dismayed. Don't be dismayed. God is doing great things. He's, uh, he's uh, plummeting hell and in, uh, uh, building the kingdom up with new, new people in, coming into the kingdom all the time. But we have to use our time wisely. Let the mind of Christ be in us and dwell in us richly this day and this hour, for it is our time. Don't let our time pass by, for we've been put here for such a time as this. And we have purpose, and we have a perfect will that God has given us. Let's find it, let's do it, and let's be bless others as God has blessed us. Because we really are blessed to be a blessing. We have something far greater than the world can offer, and that's the love of Jesus Christ, who has gave his life for us that we might live for him. Let's do that tonight, and as we get back together here in the future, we'll be so excited about that. But I'm excited to know that we can even do what we're doing here tonight and what Pastor Scott's been doing is getting the Word of God out to you, and I'm praying that you'll get the Word of God out to others. So be blessed and have a great evening. We'll see you next time. We love you all. See you soon. Thanks for listening. We hope that this message encouraged and equipped you in your walk with Christ. Make sure to follow us on Facebook or Instagram to stay updated with what's going on at Living Word Family Church. Have a great day.